above everything. Above the storm. Above the trials, the tribulations. Whatever difficulties we face. Jesus, you reign above those things. And you've called us to reign with you. You've raised us up and made us sit together with you in the heavenly places far above all of those things whatever might trouble us whatever might discourage us Lord you've raised us above those things and you've called us you've instructed us to set our mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Father, we put our mind there. On heavenly things. And we choose to focus our attention. On that which is heavenly. Not that which is earthly. Father, help us to focus today on the things that are spiritual, the things that are real, the things that are eternal, not just the temporary things. Father, we thank you. Pain is temporary. Whatever problem we might be facing, it's temporary. It'll pass. We'll come through the other side. And we'll come through victorious. In the name of Jesus. We'll have victory. In every area of our lives. Victory. Victory in Jesus. For he is the Lord. And there is no other. High and lifted up. His glory fills the temple. His glory fills this house. And his glory fills our lives. Jesus, we give you glory. We glorify you today. You're worthy, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. Blessed be the name of Jesus. The name that's above every other name. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We are blessed and we are highly favored. And you dwell and inhabit the midst of our prayers. So we welcome you, dear Father. Welcome in this place. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And take your seats. Greet somebody next to you. Tell them that you love them. Share the love of God. Hallelujah. We thank God for His presence. There's always joy in his presence. It's always a reason to rejoice. Amen. We celebrate in Jesus. His victory is your victory. His word is your promise. And his goodness is your guarantee. Hallelujah. Keep looking at him. Keep looking to his word. Hallelujah. We give you all the praise. Amen. Are you blessed? Say amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. And we're his body. So don't sit like a dead person. He's alive. Amen. Jesus is alive. That's 
an important point. If he was dead, then we should stay in bed. But he's risen. The living Lord and Savior. And he raised us up. Amen. That's why we're here. We value his presence. And each of you are valued by him. This, this time is valuable. Hallelujah. And if we count it as so, that's why we make the effort. That's why we come and we gather. Because the things that are valuable are worth pursuing. There's nothing more precious and powerful and valuable than the presence of God. Amen. We're going to learn some things today. Amen. So I hope you came to learn something. We need to increase our understanding. There's more that God wants us to know. His word is full, packed full. All kinds of wisdom. All kinds of revelation. It's, it's thick. Amen. And so there's more that God has for us. Hallelujah. The importance of gaining understanding. Bible really emphasizes that need to increase our understanding. See, God wants you to understand Him. It's not the easiest thing. I heard about a man. God took him up to heaven. And God Himself gave him an offering. And said, ask me anything you want to know. And it took him a moment. Like, what, what could I possibly ask God? I, I want to understand him. What questions should I ask? Well, he had asked his question. God gave him his answer. And it helped him to understand. Say, so what was the question? Doesn't matter what he asked God. What are you asking God? That's what matters. What questions are you asking? Because he'll answer you too. He'll increase your understanding. Amen. Somebody said, well, God didn't take me to heaven. Don't worry. You'll get there. Amen. Don't be in too much of a hurry. You'll be there. Hallelujah. And you'll know all that time. Right now, we know in part. But on that day, We'll see him as he is. Knowledge will be perfected. Okay, but we need understanding now. You ever felt like I just don't understand? Amen. We've all felt that way. I don't understand sometimes, right? Well, God is good. And he will reveal to us truth so that we can understand some things. Amen. In the book of Proverbs, lots is written there by the wisest man ever to live. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all of these things. Lots is written about that. 
And I wanted to show you in Proverbs chapter 4, just, just a few verses, verse 5, the Bible really urges us, says get wisdom, get wisdom, why? You need it, it'll help you, get understanding. It says, do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So it's worth noting here, the wisdom and the understanding, it's all related to the word of God. If you want wisdom, if you want understanding, this is how you get it. It's by the words of his mouth. Man should not live by bread alone. But every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we have the record here. Verse 6. Well, before we go. Understand, there's a solid source of wisdom. It's the word of God. There's a source for these things. How am I, how am I going to gain understanding? Well, you could search your whole life. Trying to get wisdom here and there. Read all the books. There's lots of books. You can learn certain things. But the solid source, the fountain of, found, uh, of wisdom and understanding, it all flows from the Bible. You'd be amazed. It amazes me. How, how many Bibles have been sold like over the centuries? It's in the billions. There's no other book that even comes close. There's at least portions of the scripture translated in almost every language No other book even comes close. I mean, the book is actually banned in certain countries. The, the, the devil knows how powerful the word of God is. There's people. I've heard about these people in China. They get thrown in prison because they're Christians. Of course, there's no Bibles in there. They'll burn all those Bibles. These people have memorized the whole Bible. Can you imagine that? I mean, we have a hard time with a memory verse. Right? We're talking about a memory verse. Those people that have memorized the entire thing. And they've concluded. You can, you can burn all of our Bibles. That's all right. I know it. The whole thing. Amen. His word is so powerful. All the wisdom we need. It's in here. Amen. That's why we're always encouraging people. Read your Bible. How much should I read? How often? Look, how much wisdom do you want? How much understanding do you want to gain? If you're content, oh, I know everything I need to know about God, about the world, about life. I know it all. 
Well, we know that's not true. But if that's my attitude, then I won't bother. Right, but if I know my need, I want to know him. I want to know his ways. I want to know his heart, what's in his mind. I want to know what God thinks about everything. And we can know the source of wisdom. It's solid. It, it's unchanging. Amen. It's the word of God. All right, verse 6. It says here about wisdom and understanding. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. It's kind of interesting. These scriptures, they, they make wisdom and understanding a woman. So I would really encourage the men. You, you don't know how important the ladies are. And even wisdom and understanding in your life. It has a lot to do with how you treat the ladies. Think about that. We won't go down that road too, too far away. How you treat the ladies, it affects more than we might realize. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. I mean, I love the, the Bible simplifies life. You know, here's some people kind of philosophical. What is the principal thing? What is the most important thing? The Bible just told you. It's wisdom. The principal thing. So get some wisdom. Amen. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So this is what we're seeking after. We want to gain understanding. And particularly, we're talking about understanding angels. We want to develop understanding in this area. Because then, we'll have a, a solid foundation of truth So that we can grow. To have a foundation means that you're established. And understanding establishes us. You know, as husband and wife, our relationship is established on understanding. I have to understand this woman. Amen. Amen. Your relationship with God. It's established by understanding. Your relationship with the spiritual world around you. All the angels of heaven. How you interact with them. It depends on some understanding. Amen. So this truth will establish us. You know, like one song said, how will you stand if you don't understand? Doesn't sound the same in the poem. How will you stand if you don't understand? Amen. We want some understanding. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for his word. Father, so thank you. 
Your word is alive. It's full of power. And that power is released even now. Through the teaching and preaching of your word. So Father, we ask you to teach us today. Open our hearts today. And fill us with understanding. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. Father, we pray for this nation. We lift India up to you. Father, we declare over this nation. India shall be saved. We thank you, dear Father. The light of the gospel shines in this nation. Every village, every tribe, every language group, all shall know you. In the name of Jesus, for this state of Sikkim, we thank you, dear Father. Jesus rules and reigns in this place. We bless Gangtok. We bless this village. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Today we're gonna we're gonna develop some understanding about how to activate angels. We talked about the fact that they're here. They're with you. Why are they here? They're here to help you. Amen. So how do we activate them? We're going to discover in the weeks to come five principles to activate angels. Amen. And so today we'll start, we'll look at number one. To begin, go to the book of Psalms, chapter 103, verse 20. If anyone doesn't have a Bible, if you need a Bible, if we have some in the back, we'll just give you one. And hopefully those have the book of Psalms. I think they do. Psalm, if not, um, it'll be on the screen. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Okay, you see the angels described here as strong. They excel in strength. strong and they're ready. Ready to do what? Ready to act in response to the word of God. That describes the angels. They're not weak. I mean, these guys are strong. I've never seen an angel. But anyone that I know who has ever seen one, angels are no joke. We're talking like 200 kg minimum. Not those fat little babies that float around in the clouds. That's no, no angels like that. We're talking about massive creatures. And sometimes they actually show up as humans. And people have seen those humans. And they turn the other way. Like I've heard stories. Some young lady walking in the night. Goes down a dangerous place. And some guys are going to come after her. Until they see her bodyguard. And they turn and they run. 
And they actually saw those angels that were with him. They're strong. Amen. They're not weak. They're strong in the Lord. And they're ready. They're always on standby. You know the difference between off and standby. You know the difference. Off means there's no power going to that thing. Standby though is like half on, always. Right, but light is still there. That's the angel. They're always standing by. They don't sleep. Spirit beings don't sleep. Your spirit doesn't sleep. Your body's tired, but your spirit's not. God neither slumbers nor sleeps. The angels are always on alert. Always ready to respond to the word. The word of God. See again, why is the word of God so important? You need it in your heart. You need it in your mouth. Because that's the very thing that the angels are listening to. That's the thing that makes them respond. God's word. How do you activate the angels? It has a lot to do with God's word. The word of God is the highest authority. Keep that in mind. And, and angels are doers of the word. So with this, we understand principle number one. That is that angels are creatures of authority. They obey authority. Why do they obey the word of God? Because that is the highest authority. And you've got to put the word of God in the place of highest authority. Some people's feelings are the highest authority in their life. That's a poor authority. Because feelings are changing all the time. God's word never changes. It's solid. For all of eternity. Angels recognize that. They're creatures of authority. They obey authority. And they know if you are under authority or not. They know. The angels can recognize that. Are you submitted to authority? Good angels are under God's authority. Evil angels are under Satan's authority. To activate angels, you must be under God's authority. Amen. So what authority has God established for his body? Now we want to understand some things. And so to gain understanding, you have to ask the right questions. What authority has God established for his body? As a member of Christ's body, we form his church. Amen. And we can recognize the authority that God has established for his people. 
Amen. Amen. If you do that, if you recognize authority, if you submit to authority, then you'll see an increase in spiritual activity. You'll, that's how you activate the angels. Because they're creatures of authority, they help the ones who are submitted to authority. Amen. This is all related to the church, which again is his body. In the church, we find that Jesus established a system of authority. He gave us five gifts. This is all mentioned in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4. He places these five gifts to represent five types of people. He places them in positions of leadership for God's people. Not really on the top. Okay, these, these gifts that God has given aren't given just to rule over us. But they're out in front. Amen. To lead us. Not as masters over us. But they're like mentors for every member of the church. So those five gifts, again, they're in Ephesians chapter 4. And we're not going to really talk about all of those. But it's mentioned there, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. These gifts Jesus gave to men, given for the church, to equip the church, so that we can grow up become mature and walk in the fullness of Jesus. And the gift that is most predominant really there's two that relate to us the most. All of us will relate to this gift. And we have to respond to this gift. And that is the gift of the teacher or the pastor. These gifts are given to the church. God sets them in a position of authority. Not to rule over the church. But to build the church up. That's the, that's the purpose of the authority. Is to edify, to build up. Amen. So the question is, what authority has God established for his body? It's those five gifts. Amen. When it comes to the local church, mostly we're going to deal with teachers and pastors. So if an individual is not under pastoral leadership, if they're not under that authority, then they can have no true authority. Amen. If, if I'm not walking in spiritual authority, then not only is my life going to be affected, but all the lives connected to me. This is important. If you have no authority, 
because you're not submitted to authority, then the angels aren't going to help you. Not like they wish they could. In, in God's mercy, certain things can happen. And we thank God for that. But God wants to do more. And this is how we can get more stuff happening. It's all according to God's government. You know, there was a Roman soldier. And he seemed to understand some of these things. Remember in Luke chapter 7. He makes this statement. He said, I am a man under authority. Luke 7, verse 8. He didn't say, I am a man with authority. That's usually what people want to boast about. I have authority. No, he said, I'm under authority. He has the right understanding. Who you lead is important. But so is who is leading you. Amen. We need to know who those individuals are. So this is what he said. He said, I also am a man placed under authority. And he was really saying, just like Jesus. He knew that Jesus was under authority. And he's saying, me too. I have been placed under authority. And God does this for every one of his children. If we allow him, he will place us under authority. That's a safe place. He says, I have soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, do this. And he does it. Why? Not because I'm in authority, but because I'm under authority. And he talks about those soldiers. Did you know that you have some soldiers too? Amen. If you're under authority, if you recognize spiritual authority, then you have authority. And you can command your soldiers. Amen. Who are your soldiers? You ever think about this? That you have soldiers, not shoulders. Yeah, you have those two shoulders. We're talking about soldiers. Who, who are they? You, you may be thinking angels, but they're not really your soldiers. Those are God's soldiers. But you have some soldiers that actually belong to you. The angels belong to God. So, who are your soldiers? What do you have that is at your command? It's your words. Your words are your soldiers. This man said to Jesus, if you look in the previous verses, he said to Jesus, just speak the word. You only have to come to my house. Just speak the word. 
and my servant will be healed. And so he knew that Jesus could just command it. And his word, like a soldier, would come into his house. And, and, and affect the healing in that, in that person's life. Your words. Those are your soldiers. You have to say to one, go. And it goes. Say to one, come. And it'll come. Do this. See, you declare it. You decree it. And your soldiers go to work. Your faith is given to you. That gift of faith. That measure of faith. It comes from God. And it's given to you to serve you. Your faith is your servant. Your words are your soldiers. I don't know if you're hearing me. But all this means you have to put your words to work. There's nothing worse than a bunch of soldiers that don't have anything to do.
Number two, resist the devil. And number three, he will flee from you. It all begins, it all depends on submitting to God. Then it didn't say submit to God and the devil will flee from you. No, you have to resist him. See, people there think, uh, oh, yeah, I'm submitting to God. But the devil's still here. Then you're not resisting. In 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 9, it says that we do this resisting steadfastly in the faith. I guess read the verse 5, 9. 1 Peter. Steadfastly in the faith. We resist him steadfastly in the faith. Amen. But listen. Faith as a resisting force. It only works properly if you're submitted to God. Yeah, otherwise the Bible says that God will resist you. He resists the proud. So even though you might be resisting something, here's the problem. People do that how they think they should do that. That's pride. God resists the proud. If you don't want to do it his way, then it's never going to get done. God is not going to conform to your image. We are being conformed into the image of Christ. So I might think I'm resisting the devil. No, it's not good enough to think you're doing something. You have to know. You know by the word. I'm doing this, that, and the other. To stand in faith. According to the word. Not the way I think it should be done. God doesn't work how you think he should sometimes. But he's working. We can work with him. Amen. To activate angels. You must submit to God. That's the lesson. Even your words of faith, they only work if you're submitted to God. Amen. You must submit to authority. The angels recognize if I'm submitted or not. Amen. There's one more verse. Helps to put all of this together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Go to verse 10. We'll close with this. 1 Corinthians 11, 10. Look what it says. It says, for this reason, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head. Because of the angels. You notice that part? Because of the angels. What does this have to do with the angels? Why should the woman honor authority? That's what this is about. This is about authority. A symbol of authority. Why is that important? Because of the angels. Why should you honor authority? Because of the angels. 
right? This issue. That talking about authority. It goes beyond just your relationship to the church. This includes what happens in your home. As a family, we ought to be able to recognize authority, the authority structure at home. If proper authority is not honored between a husband and a wife, right, or in a family environment. That, too, is going to affect the operation of angels. Because they're looking and watching, recognizing whether or not we're under authority. Okay, they're not moved by what we think they might should be moved by. I mean, sometimes we feel so sorry for ourselves. God, don't you see? God, don't you care? God, why don't you do something? All God is waiting for is for you to get under authority and get in faith. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, I need to find out what the Word of God says. And I need to do it. Under authority. In faith. Angels aren't moved just because it's poor old me. You know, and I'm just going to wait for something to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Amen. Amen. The angels are watching. If you're under authority, they see that. They recognize that. If you honor authority, if you honor the word of God, the angels will respond. And your faith will work. Amen. If husbands and wives are dishonoring each other, look, you can't expect much angelic activity. If there's no honor there, the angels aren't going to be involved. Okay, now this passage we're reading. This verse comes from, you know, the whole chapter here. It deals with some interesting things. You know, you read about the head coverings and all of that. And that was an important thing in the culture of the time. Nowadays, don't have the same meaning at all. You know how we see in the churches. Well, you better put something on your head, young lady. As if God cares. Why was it important then? It's because it represented something. Submission to authority. You know why my wife doesn't have to wear a head cover? It's because I don't care if she has one or not. What if it was like so important to me? Then maybe she would. But the real problem would be why is it so important to me? If you keep reading, you're, if you keep reading, it says, look, men and women, there's no real difference anyway. All these little things that people make up. 
Okay, so they had a lot to do with the culture. The girls nowadays that are putting those things in their head, it has nothing to do with authority. They think they're doing it for God. But God doesn't care about it at all. A wife was supposed to do that to honor her husband. Amen. The real issue was not about them covering their head. It was about having that symbol of authority on their head. Whether or not they're in submission to authority. That's what the angels are concerned with. They're not looking around and seeing who, who doesn't have their head covered. I'm not going to help that person. No, it has everything to do with the condition of your heart. Whether or not you are submitted to authority. Otherwise, you put that thing on your head, look real innocent. Right? So you get home. And then your husband has to deal with the real you. So God's not, he's not fooled, he's not fooling God. I mean, I've seen these girls, they like find something, a pillow. Cup or something. As if God is, oh, okay, now, now. It's just silly. The, the issue of authority is important. For many reasons. And one of those reasons is related to the angels. In the presence of angels. They understand authority. Amen. We talk about some beings that recognize the authority of God. Those angels that fell, they regret it. Amen. They, they rebelled against God's authority. And it is not going well for them. The angels of heaven that are in submission to God Almighty. This is important. And us as his people. Whether or not we're submitted to him. It's, it really makes all the difference in our life. Okay, because the angels, they see what's going on. They see. I mean, if I'm offended, they see it. If I'm bad-mouthing my pastor, they hear it all. They see it. And they don't want to be involved with that even a little bit. You get your heart right, or you miss out. It affects their ability to work in your life. Amen. So all of this is related to how we see the church as well. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Okay, but for now, consider this question. How do you know if you're submitting to God's authority? How do I know? Amen. Good question. Well, what's the highest authority in your life? It should be the Word of God. You must make the Word of God the highest authority in your life. 
because there is no higher authority than that. The Bible says he exalts his word even above his name. True submission is when we come under someone else's mission. Like a submarine. It's under the water. Submission is to be under the mission. Okay, God has a mission. His word makes it clear. The church has a mission. That's why we're here. Am I under that mission? Am I helping to move that mission forward? Or does the rest of the body have to drag me behind it? Don't be a drag. Come under God's mission. Get under his word. Amen. And if you're walking out his will, if you're doing your part to fulfill God's mission, If his mission is your mission, the angels are going to help you. They will eagerly help you. Because they're working for the same mission. Know what that means? That means you're all missionaries. Every single one of you. You're foreign missionaries. Because heaven is your home. This whole thing is temporary. We're in this world. We're not of this world. We're passing, we're passing through. Amen. This life isn't about how comfortable can I become. This life will be over. And all those comforts won't matter. This life is about fulfilling God's mission. Okay, what is it? To reach people. To bring people into his family. To do the works of Jesus. Amen. To help people know the truth about God. That's the mission. If you're living for that, it affects you at work. It affects you in class. It affects you wherever you are. That you understand there's a mission. Look, the angels are going to help you. They'll be right. They'll be right there to help you. Hallelujah. Submission. You can stand with me. We're under God's authority. We're working to fulfill his plan and his purpose. That's why we're here as a church. Amen. And so we understand that. We recognize God and his plans. You know, but maybe you just haven't been doing that. Maybe you have not been in submission. You've been just doing your own thing. Maybe you felt like, where's God? Why is something not working or not happening? Well, this, this could be it. Are you submitted to him? Are you submitted to his word? Consider that. Search your own heart. If you need to repent, repent. God is merciful. He loves you. He wants to help you. There's more that God wants to do. Remember that your words are like soldiers. 
And if you're speaking God's word, heaven is listening. Angels are listening. And they are strong. They excel in strength. Ready to act on your behalf. They're just listening for the word. Speak the word. Confess it out of your mouth. What has God promised you? What does his word say about your situation? The angels, they'll respond to our complaints. That doesn't move God. God's not only moved because of me. But he's looking for faith. He's looking for that. Are you standing in faith? In the word. Speaking the word. This is how you get God to act on your behalf. He wants to do that. We don't have to force God to do anything. If we'll just do things His way, His Word will work for us. Father, we thank You for it. We thank You. Your Word does work. Your Word is working in our lives through our lives. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all that you're doing in our church, in our homes, every family. Father, we thank you. Your perfect will in the name of Jesus. We will submit to you. We will submit to your word. We will come under the mission and work to fulfill it. We thank you, Father, for your grace. We worship you. We thank you, dear Father. Thank you. We thank you. Just go ahead and thank him. Thank him for his word. Thank him for the truth. Thank him for his grace to help you to do what he's asked you to do. He requires this of his people. 